Hello, this is Jim Reynolds, and you are on the Christian Life Empowerment Podcast. Hey, today I'm really excited to have Rob Zama with me. He is the Oregon Conference Evangelism or Evangelist. And so, Rob, thank you for being here this morning. Happy to be here, Jim. So tell us, Rob, just a little bit about yourself. You know, I, I met you, oh, probably not quite a year ago, and and you were introduced to me as the conference evangelist, and, and we talked about having some meetings, but I don't really know a whole lot about you besides that. So where did you, you know, where did you start? Where did you go to school? You know, what brought you to where you are right now? Sure, yeah. Well, I was born in a place in Romania called Transylvania. It's on the west side of Romania between the Carpathian Mountains and the Hungarian border. And so who who hasn't heard of Transylvania? uh, Right. Yeah. Well, people people most, uh, most associate that with, you know, vampires and Dracula's. That's the next thing I was going to have you seen vampires. Do you know of vampires? No, (laughs) I can say I am one, but no, I'm not. Uh, not. But I have visited the, the castles and, and, you know, the whole history behind that. So it's fun. It's a fun history. But I was born there in a time when, you know, communism was was pretty big and it was in full swing. And uh, there was we had a dictator in Romania called Ceausescu. And my parents didn't want the kind of life that they were living in Romania for their kids, myself and my sister, Alice, who was uh, one year younger than I am. And so they escaped. They ran. They crossed the border and and escaped into Hungary and then Austria, going from uh, from these refugee camps to refugee camps. And eventually, they had a choice. You know, where where do we live? They could go to Canada, United States, or Australia, uh, any Commonwealth nation. And they chose Canada. And so I grew up in Canada. They went ahead of us. I was about four years old before they brought us out to Canada. Uh, it was about a year that they spent without us as as little kids, so pretty tough time. But grew up in in southern Ontario near Toronto. Went to uh, kind of a Christian private school for eight years for my my uh, uh, elementary school education, and then I went to a public high school in my city, a big public high school, and then I went to college in Alberta. And uh, did theology there and then uh, worked uh, for a little while overseas, did a lot of mission trips, now mission work for a year, teaching English in, in Spain. I came back and started working as a youth pastor. I did oh, wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are you, is English your second language? No, it's actually my third language. So wow. I, I spoke Hungarian and Romanian at home and then I learned English when I came over here. Okay. So, yeah, because, I mean, I don't really hear an accent of any kind with you. And so, but but at four years old, that's, uh, yeah. well, that's pretty cool. Uh, three languages. You know, what, what do they say? Um, if you know three languages, you're trilingual. If you know two languages, you're bilingual. If you know one language, you're American. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> so that, And that's me. That, that's where I stand. And I go to these different countries where they're spelling, speaking a lot of different languages. And oh, my goodness, I just I just wish I had the gift of tongues. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, hopefully in heaven. I, I, that's what I tell the people when I go to the Philippines and India. Someday we're going to be able to sit down and just yes. understand each other and, and not just the languages, but the culture as well. So mm-hmm. so you took a theology course in college yeah. and you did some missionary work. And then then you you must have done some evangelism series to, to get to mm-hmm. the point where you are right now with the Oregon Conference. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I did. I did evangelism in uh, several countries, including uh, Canada and here in the States. And so I, I love it. It's it's what I'm very, very much passionate about. And I've always felt that that was my calling in life. And uh, here is, is my first opportunity. Uh, I'm nobody special. Like, I don't feel like I have any sort of pedigree that I could rely on. Like nobody in my family was an evangelist, uh, but it's, it's something that I'm, I'm super passionate about. And, and God just called me to this. And uh, I was, I was happy. I was, I was a pastor doing great things and just excited about the work. And, and here I am, you know, God opened the doors and I'm following wherever he leads. Uh, well, uh, praise God. And and he's led you to the Oregon Conference, yeah. which is pretty cool, and, and, and which is where I met you, of course. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when we first met, I was talking about a church plant that I'm working on here in Oregon City, right near me. And and we were talking about doing different meetings. Matter of fact, the reason that we we decided to open on the date we did is because that was the first availability we had for getting you mm-hmm. to do an evangelism series. Mm-hmm. But then, kaboom, COVID <laughs> hit, right? right. Yep. Oh, everything just completely went sideways and, and upside down and everything else. And so what are you guys doing right now? I mean, you were hired for this position. You had all these meetings set up. And I know our our series have been pushed forwards. And so, I mean, what are you guys doing to to take up your time right now? You can, Obviously, you know, evangelism series, you'd send out thousands of flyers and you, you have big crowds come to the meetings in. But you can't do that right now. No, exactly. I think everybody was hit by COVID and nothing came out as expected. And, and certainly that's the case for, for my, me and my family. We came here and, and we were supposed to, we were scheduled to have four or five evangelistic series by now. So we would have just been finished our fourth or, or fifth one depending but yeah again that that didn't happen everything got moved so what we did as a team of course i work with the outreach ministries team at the conference and tom evans is our director and i work with uh, uh, tim and andy in that department and so we got together as a team and we decided long story short to just take this opportunity to go online and so we invested heavily into creating a platform and a program uh, programming that people could benefit from from their living room from the comfort of their own home i recorded a series right away in february uh, that we shared online and then we shifted from that into more you know let's let's record i have a background in video editing and and video creation so we we focused on that and so we finished this fall we had three online evangelistic efforts. One was focused on how to move beyond pain that you've experienced in your life. We did that for two weeks. Then we took a a week break and then we came back with another speaker and we talked about how to overcome addiction. So a lot of felt need kind of approach. And then we finished up with our our final one, which was a three-week series. And that was more of the traditional prophetic approach to the gospel. So what what kind of uh, what is coming out of these series? What what do you see happening? I mean, I know in 
typical evangelism series. You like to see uh, Bible studies going on afterwards. You like to see people coming to church. Mm-hmm. You like you like this. You love to see baptisms. If 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 that's God's will, you'd love to see people just surrender their lives to God. But w- with these online meetings, what what kind of results? And I'm not you know. Wh- Results can take a lot of different shapes and forms, but but what are you seeing happening from these online meetings? The first thing that's really exciting for us that we're seeing from this online approach is the online community. There is a community that we've built through uh, through the series being online that we never expected at the level that, that it, it got to. And we had, of course, those three meetings back to back And we've noticed that a lot of the people that came in through our first meetings or our second meetings, they stayed with us all the way through. Praise God, we have, I think, up to this point, 28 people that have made decisions. And there's a number who are still kind of in the process of (laughs) seeing if if this is something they want to pursue. But what we've done is had a a place where people could, while the messages are, are going, they could place their comments in the chat and we would interact with them live as the meetings are happening and we started to get such such an authentic group people would start sharing things that we would never experience in an in-person evangelistic meeting and not only that after the meetings are are done and after we got the the names of people who have decided to pursue baptism we connected them with our local field representatives, which are pastors in their area. And so the pastors then began to work with them and continued Bible study and are working with them to to get them baptized. So really, really exciting the things that we saw as far as as engagement of the people that were online. Really exciting stuff. Amazing. So and and so what <laughs> What I noticed, and, and so let me ask you this, it, once, once this, this is over with and coronavirus is, is basically gone and we don't have yeah. to worry about it anymore, we, you know, we pray that's going to happen soon. So are you going to continue to utilize what you've done up to this point? Great question. Love that question. And you know, we, we did talk about this, but it seems apparent to all of us, and I'm sure to you, that the online approach is is here to stay. I mean, I, before COVID, I think we were all kind of dabbling in it. And of course, some churches and some groups and some ministries were just, just dove right in. Once COVID hit, I believe we've experienced a big shift in how we approach ministry and how we approach, approach evangelism. I think we started to take it a lot more seriously and it's here to stay. Absolutely. I think that the online approach is something that we're going to try to invest in long term and see how we can uh, continue to develop it and learn new things. Yeah. Well, and and so I I think my personal opinion, when when the, when coronavirus hit, I had been watching the numbers for years, and I had been watching the numbers of people attending church and young people attending church just go down and down and down. I mean, for the last hundred, I haven't been watching it for a hundred years, but you can watch the numbers that have been going for the last hundred years. And it's just, it's gone in half. And it's, you know, the, I can't remember the the number of millennials dropped to, I mean, just a really, really low number of people that were coming to church. 
And so I felt when this coronavirus hit and the churches shut down that God was hitting a reset button. Mm. And so what happened with our ministry, with Ultimate Mission, and, and a lot of people know that listen to this podcast, is, is we do work, uh, do medical work in different countries of the world. And so what happened with us is all of a sudden we couldn't, what we would normally do is take teams of doctors and nurses to these countries and we would run training programs. Well, we can't do that now, right? I mean, all these countries are closed down. Mm-hmm. But, but... um. All of our people or a lot of our people are now on Zoom. This would have never happened. So I've got all these people in these remote villages in India that have a smartphone that are on Zoom. So what we're doing now is we're doing Zoom classes. Mm-hmm. And and not only after the coronavirus is over, we are going to be able to go to these countries with the doctors and nurses that we had done, just like we did before. But throughout the year, when we can't go to the country, we're going to be able to do Zoom classes. Now this would have never happened. There, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe it would have happened in in ten, fifteen years. Right, but the right. coronavirus just made it boom. It so, can't. so once this is over with, we have both. Mm-hmm. We have this amazing way to communicate with people, and we can also have the personal touch. And that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing you say is once the coronavirus is over, you're going to go back to the big meetings and and inviting people into the church. But you're also going to have the online presence to Absolutely. go along with it. Yes, yeah, that's you. You you hit it right on the mark. And I think one of the exciting things that we're going to develop is to use the online strategy. I mean, let's say, for instance, you know, coronavirus is gone by next year. What we'd like to do is create online content that is attractive, that's practical. And so that would engage the community so that when we have an in-person meeting at a local hotel or a church, that they would already have a, built a relationship with that community and they would be it would be an easier transition. Absolutely. They, it's both. It's not and it's it's an and or not or it's it's not um, both. And I should say. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, and, it's not either or. or. It's both. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's always, to me, been the challenge is when we have an evangelism series is a lot of people come, and this is the first time they've stepped into your church. This is the first time they've met you. That's right. And so, so that relationship, you know, you're, you're right. You're trying to, you're trying to teach the truth and you're trying to give them new information and, but you really don't have enough time to build that relationship that yeah. you need because really it's a combination and yeah. the relationship part really is the, I feel is the most important thing of the whole, of the whole, the whole system. You got it. Yeah. We got to have that relationship. So, so, you know, this, this podcast is trying to help people find a way to tell people about Jesus Christ. So can you think of anything, Rob, that, that somebody could do somebody with a, just, just a regular skills in Facebook or, you know, Twitter or, you know, what YouTube could, could do to do evangelism work right now to, to, to reach their friends. Um, what, what could somebody just the regular guy do or woman? Wow. There's a, I mean, there's a number of things that somebody could do to get involved in evangelism. One simple thing that they can do is whenever they find, they come across a program 
that they that they have benefited from or they found value in just to share that it's really simple to do and just say look i came across this uh this series it's excellent on you know whatever the topic is uh, and they could share that on their page or they could send it through messenger or through a, a, a direct message to to their friends and say, look, take a look at this. That's a really easy way. Another thing is to keep in touch with people. I think right now, because of COVID, it presents us with a, uh, with a unique opportunity to check in on people digitally. And so, you know, it, it, it opens the door. People don't feel as offended if you just write them a message on Facebook or a text message or whatever platform you, you decide and just to check in with them, hey, I've been thinking about you. Is there anything that you need? How, how are you guys doing through this time? You know, just simply checking in on people. So sharing uh, uh, programs, checking in on people. And then once in a while, there's just a quote that you come across that really has impacted you in, in a specific way. Uh, sharing that, writing that uh, uh, with a picture in the background, something that's meaningful, and maybe asking a simple question uh, could stir up some conversation. You never know. So those are just a, a couple of really quick and easy ways that people can get involved in evangelism online right now. Oh, that's that's good. And and you know, I, I love when people share the positive stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much when somebody you know starts starts talking negative and hey, if you do this, this isn't right, and this is the only day you should worship on, or you know that kind of stuff. Um, that that. That I don't think is helpful, but what you were talking about and and going back to um, talking about sharing, it's that goes into. So we were talking earlier, Rob, about the um, the video that's going to be going on uh, Friday the fourth, which is the day we're talking. Of course, the this podcast won't come out till next week, but um, but so what are the, with this new church plant I'm talking about. Uh, that we're doing in Oregon City, we're going to do a premiere of this video on Christmas Eve. Excellent. And so what we're going to be doing is reaching out to all of you out there and all the people I have on email and Facebook and everything. And we're going to have an event page and we're going to be asking everybody to go to the event page and then then register to, to, to be at that this this premiere on Christmas Eve. And this is a 22 minute movie that's basically if you've ever been to follow the star, if you've ever read or heard the Christmas story. This is the Christmas story in 22 minutes with, with vignettes and, and uh, a grandpa telling the kids a story. And I just happen to play the grandpa on it. But, um, <laughs> and, and so our, our goal is to, to use this as a missionary project for Christians to come and to register for the event, although they may have already seen this video, and then share it with all of their friends on Facebook. And what we're hoping to do is the way, and and one of the reasons Rob's saying to share like he's saying is because Facebook algorithms, when they see people sharing, liking, and commenting on these things, what Facebook does is then thinks, okay, people like this, I'm going to show it to more people. Mm -hmm. And then once Facebook starts showing it to more people, now some of these things like Rob is doing in the Oregon Conference and the things that that we're doing at at the Hills and Valleys um, Church, Facebook is showing to more people that may not know the Lord. So just a simple share, like, and and discussion on it it can be huge evangelism. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
it can make a huge difference. So, so yeah, that's something that we're going to be doing here coming up for Christmas Eve. And, and we're hoping to get yeah, a lot of people to watch, you know, the story of Jesus birth. And, and that was, that was a pretty cool thing to be part of because that is the most amazing story ever told right there. You got it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Simple share. And I'm excited to watch it too, because I've heard so many good things about the in-person a journey that you guys have put on in, in Gladstone. I'm excited that there is a digital version now, especially now. So uh, good on you guys for, for being on the ball and, and, and keeping in front of this. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing it. I've, I've heard, like I said, so many good things that my family and I will be watching it for sure. Oh, praise God. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm hoping that it will be a blessing and, and it's the story of Jesus Christ. So how can it not be right. no matter what we did? And, and, you know, we, we did, we did the best we could with what we had. And, and uh, so none of us are professional actors or, you know, Hollywood movie producers, but, uh, but I think that, that it, it probably came out. Okay. So uh, I I've heard some good things. Uh, people that have watched it said that it brought them to tears. So that, that amazed me. Wow. Um, it's like, huh? Yeah. Wow. That's, you know, that, that wasn't what we planned to do, but it, it just <laughs> tells you that, that the Bible is so powerful and, and pulls an mm -hmm. emotional string. You know, there was, there's a, um, a guy that, that I work with that does our Facebooks, uh, posting and, and our Facebook marketing. And he says, it's amazing. He said, I can put up pictures of, uh, of people overseas. I could put up pictures of, of your women working on people, you know, doing medical work and all kinds of these fantastic pictures. He says, but what I get the most likes on is when I put up a Bible verse. Hmm. He says that seems to be the the biggest thing that we get the most likes on, and and I thought about it for a minute, and it's not that surprising because the word of God is powerful. Absolutely, yeah, it is powerful. So, you know, one of the things you know, since since you and I have kind of just met, and and you're going to be doing a series for Oregon City Church, and you know, I think it's going to be in May of next year is what we figured out. It's going to be a shorter series. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of, that's kind of the direction I've been going lately because I wonder, you know, do, do people want to go to a 21 day series or so give us a little bit of your philosophy on, on evangelism here in the Pacific Northwest. Tell me what you think, Rob. Well, yeah, thanks for the question. Great question. Again, is it's uh, something that I'm still uh, getting used to and learning it's not too different from where I come from, but uh, yeah, it's exciting to be here. And I, I think that doing a shorter series is something that I'm personally very excited about. I think that there's a couple of things when it comes to philosophy of evangelism. There's a few things that I'm really kind of passionate about. Uh, first of all, I think that simple is better. You know, sometimes I think we, we tend to think that the busier we are, the better we are. And sometimes just sitting back and say, OK, what really is important for, for us to do? What's important for people to know and, and to just keep Jesus at the center, keep him at the focus of everything that we do and everything that we say? It's easy to share a lot of information. Yeah. You know, and, and we're good at it. We, we, we can share information from A to Z. Like we have it down. But I think 
what people are searching for is that transformational aspect of it. And to see Jesus, the grace and the love of Jesus at this, at in the center of every single message that we give and the practical side of it. So how does what I'm talking about, about the Sabbath, about the state of the dead, uh, about the sanctuary, whatever I'm talking about, what does, how does that help me on Monday morning when I go to work? How does that help me when I, I, I see my neighbor on, on the way to work in the morning? You know, simple things like that, it can be transformational instead of just, just that informational, informational part. I think, you know, following Jesus's method, I think is super important, you know, just really caring for people and, you know, realizing that everyone is on a journey, but not everyone's the same. Mm. But there is a few things that I think all of us really search for and long for. And the first thing that we do, we search for is meaning. You know, answering those big questions of where did I come from? What's my purpose? And, and, you know, where am I, where am I going in life? I think talking about those things bring meaning to people's life. Of course, next is creating, creating community. And that's something that I'm excited about, especially with what you guys are doing online. I think once you, once you meet in person again, I think it'll just that community that you're building is huge and people long for that community. With that, number three is, I think, authenticity. When you, when you talk about things that are meaningful, when you create community, people can spot a fake from a mile away and no one better than our young people. I mean, right. if you don't have an authentic community, I think it, it's, it's, it's not good. And so having an authentic community is also very, very important. And then, of course, having a spiritual community, uh, you know, having people know what they believe and, and why they believe those things, I think is huge. Absolutely huge. And so my philosophy, again, is just the simple, the better. Keep Jesus at the center and and make thing make the gospel as practical as possible to people living their lives today in, in 2020, almost almost 2021. And then creating an environment that addresses meaning creates a community that's authentic and that's spiritual. That's kind of in a nutshell, um, you know, what my philosophy is on evangelism. Now, I, I love it. I, I love it. That sounds really good. And, and authenticity, I mean, is, is huge because, I mean, we are the most advertised to generation on the history of the planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we see, what, 5,000 advertisements a day or more. And Lord. some people don't believe it, but but we do. So if there's anybody that can spot a fake, if there's anybody that can spot oh, a book yeah. or an agenda, hey, it's yeah. us. We can see it. We can see right through you. Yeah. So, yeah, if you aren't authentic, then uh, forget it. Just go home and do something else. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not it's worth true. it. You've got to love people. Yeah. It's really what it comes down to. And so, yeah. no, I love that, Rob. And, and I think we're going to have a good time working together. You know, we've, we've talked about what our series hopefully will be about. And, and I want to invite you to, to come to our, our Hills and Valleys Church once we, you know, maybe even come in on Zoom sometime and, and talk to our group sure. and, um, and discuss with them and see what they've got. I mean, we've got an interesting group. We really do. I, I love our little church group that we, we're developing there in Oregon City, and I can't wait till we can just go 
just go all out with it on 9-11, 2021. Mm -hmm. But um, so, wow, this is this is some good stuff. So you're going to I mean, so when are we hoping to start kicking off doing regular meetings again? Mm -hmm. What is your plan? Well, we had plans to have, I think, two meetings, one in January, one in February. But again, with the rise in COVID back in September, October, we we got together as a team and we said, look, we got We have to pray about this and we got to make a decision before we spend all the big money, before we get heavily invested and then find out, you know, there's there's a, you know, a restriction and, and things won't happen live anymore. So what we've done is we've postponed our meetings for at least first quarter of next year into the fall. And what we're going to focus on is creating that those online programs, those online engagements. And so I'm working on a series right now that's going to be an online approach that's super practical for people to share, especially if I'm coming into an area, it's something they can share with their friends and, and family that could get them talking about some some of the bigger questions in life. And then in at the end of February, we have uh, an online, again, I think it's about a week long or 10 days long. We have somebody by the name of Paul Conniff coming in, and I'm going to be hosting that live uh, at the end of February. It's going to be fantastic. If you don't know who Paul Conniff is, uh, he is a, a, a psychologist and he has a book and just a really unique approach to that that part that I spoke about earlier about where Jesus intersects with with everyday life and the pain that people go through and it's just a beautiful message we're going to pick his brain he's going to share some really deep thoughts and it's going to be super engaging and so definitely stay tuned for that it's going to be advertised on our Max Life Events Facebook page so those are two things that we're planning early on next quarter the first sort of live evangelistic meeting as of right now we have planned in april that would be my first one but again we're trying to be sensitive to what's going on around us right we don't want to do anything that would endanger people and so we're we're waiting and praying about that to see how how that's going to work but uh we're we're not stopping you know yeah, uh, pedal is down and, and we're, we're trying to create online content right now before we get into churches live. Oh, praise God. Well, let's just pray that everything calms down and that we can be on the right track by April, because that's what I'm hoping to, that because uh, we've got a, a building that we've been offered um, mm -hmm. that we can start meeting in and building our core team in in April, and then hopefully um, build up to our launch date in 9-11-2021. In so, so yeah, April wow. is kind of the, the month we're looking at, too, that we're hoping that things Things will will be back to some form of normalcy, but you know what, Rob? We can't go back to where we were. We got to go forward. I think God, yes. God put the push the reset button. He said, yeah. "Here's a different way to do things. Here's yes. a way to to reach more people." And so, yeah. So, brothers and sisters out there, hey, this, you know, don't don't stop. Don't stop right now. Don't stop. Like Rob was telling you, and we can still communicate with people, whether it's digitally or 
on the phone or or however and and keep those keep those connections so that when these meetings start back up and and when these now you said max life events um facebook page i want to say that a couple times that's so you just go to max life events search that in the in the little search engine there on facebook and you can go and and like and share that page and then if you uh if you like that page anytime max life events has something happening it'll it'll come up in your in your feed or in your um in the box saying that max life events and and so then you can look at it so yeah so also there's a website too it's maxlifeevents.com and if you go there, you will see a lot of the online content that we've been busy creating throughout the year. There's a lot of content and, and more is on the way. And so there's some really neat little short video series there and powerful uh, coaching questions that you can engage with right now and, and be blessed and share that with your friends. Yeah. MaxLifeEvents.com. Um, yeah, very good. All right, Rob, I'm going to try to put that, I'm going to write that down and put that in our program notes. Um, And so we will make sure and have that for people that, that may have forgotten by the time they get to the end of the podcast, but the end of the podcast is pretty quick because I think we've, we've pretty much covered what we wanted to cover today. Although I think you and I could probably talk for hours about evangelism. (laughs) Yes, we could. Yep. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, well, it was so nice having you on the program, Rob. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And I appreciate what God is doing in your life and, and what you're, you're here helping us with at the Oregon conference. So, so hopefully we will be able to work together for for many years to come jim it was my pleasure i love what you guys are doing with christian life empowerment and what you're doing there in oregon city you guys are on the ball your website is top notch uh the programs you guys are producing are unbelievable so i want to commend you for that and keep going i'm going to pray that god would continue to bless you guys and empower you as you create programs that empower others Thank you, my friend. And, and, you know, praise God. God, God has just given us these, this time and, and motivating us to try to do something better and do it for him. So all to the glory of God. So, Hey, everybody out there, thank you for joining us today. I want you to have a wonderful day and keep up the good work of spreading the name of Jesus to the world. God bless your day and goodbye.